0: Shalom everybody, shana tova, welcome back. We're continuing with where we left off in Rav Nosin's discourse on the laws of marriage, kosher, valid marriages, Hilchot Ishut, section Eben HaEzer, uh, discourse number four, uh, paragraph number six, we're one-third into this paragraph, in this section, and Rav Nossin is trying to go into, he's beginning to open up the, co- the concept, why a woman is acquired with money. Kesef b'kidushin. Kedushin bekesef, right? That, that the sanctification of a wife, a woman becoming a wife is through money. He went into already in paragraph four and five, the secret of intimacy and amazing depth. And at this point now, Rabbi Nossin has to go into the concept of money. And in doing so, he's going, uh, elaborating further steps of Likute Moran lesson 24 where well, he's going back to the ideas mentioned in the lesson. At this point, Rav continues with where he left off, where where he said earlier was that the goal is to elevate the malchut of holiness, which is trapped in the evil. This is done by doing mitzvot besimcha, and in particular also involves in the prayer service. That's how the prayer service is structured, like we're going to see. So he says that once you reach high, high levels, the main thing is what to do at that point. What's next? So he says, V'ikar shlemut hatikun hu l'chazor u'lamshich misham kol Rav Nosan says that it's one thing to go up and reach the Keter, which we said earlier, mm-hmm. to reach this high, high level called the Keter, to try to be merged with the infinite light. But he says here, Rav Nossin, the main completion of the rectification is specifically that when you come back down from that experience, from the level, in order to draw down from there all types of good and positive bounty and abundance. This is the idea in the davening service of where we're able to descend downwards the Shefa, the abundance due to our, to our prayers that we draw after the davening, the morning prayer specifically, the Shimon Amidah, at the time that we say Ashrei and All the books say, all the holy Sfarim, that when you reach the stage of Ashrei and it's a real powerful time because this is now the result of the davening. The davening was going upwards, it was an upwards movement from the beginning of the morning service of Shacharit. From the korbanot and then to the p'suki de dezimra and then to the br- brachot of krechma the krechma and then the amida itself the shemonesre and then afterwards we go down back downwards where we draw down at asherin of Zion, we're now drawing down the blessing due to the prayer of going uh, the, the, and also the direction the the thrust of going upwards now it's time to come back down and to bring down with you what's called abundance okay. Because when usan opens up our eyes and he says, you should know that at the at the point of davening the shmonesrah, every Jew, no matter what level you're at, every Jew, even if your head is not there, when you reach saying the Shmonesra, the Amida morning prayer, you merit to receive, to perceive the light. There's many billions, endless levels of this light, each one according to his level. Most people are unaware of this light. They're just davening. Some people are davening so fast they don't know what they're saying. Still, nonetheless, every person, when they in the Shemun Esre, they tap into this light, which light? The infinite light, which is the goal of every Jew. It's the tendency of every Jew to want to receive, to connect to this light. But he says, But a person can't be fixed in this light. You can't just be sticked in the level. You have level. There has to be an, an aspect of running and returning mentioned above, which Rabbi Nachman calls in this lesson a different term. He calls it mate vela mate. that you're reaching in and you're reaching out. You're in and you're out at the same time. So he says, So that when a person comes out of the experience, comes back from this experience of tasting the infinite light. You draw down from there all of the good, bounty, and abundance. That's the goal. The goal is to stay up there. The goal is to come back and bring gifts with you. Right? It's like you go to a vacation, you come back, what did you get pick up in the duty-free for your wife and for your kids? The gifts that they're waiting for. Yes you know, on a physical level. What, what gifts are you bringing back with you, okay? Someone who goes to a tzaddik for Rosh Hashanah, for example. What are the spiritual benefits now? Let's see them. Let's see the bounty that you come back with. This applies in everything spiritual. You have a high. What did you take back with you? What's coming back? There has to be something coming back. You can't just stay fixed on the high. You have to come back down in order to bring down abundance with you. Okay? (laughs) Okay, so when a person is in the state of returning, he draws from there all of the good ba- bounty, all the good abundance, the good bounty, and that is the root of money, wealth and wealth, money and wealth. The hasfa, saying such an important point in life. The main pipeline of this abundance this bounty, that it can come downwards, is specifically through being able to accept the ma'akev, the bounce that we said earlier, the prevention, the boundary, being able to bounce back and not advance further, but to accept the, the retreat, in a sense. Al-kensham or At that point, when a person bounces into this me'akev, this wall, like we said in the lesson earlier, the light... Begins to take shape. Okay? Now this is a contradiction. Because light is the exact, exact antithesis of the definition of a shape. This light is an infinite light. It's shapeless. It's endless. And yet we're saying here, begins to take a shape. So he explains. Even though when a person is connected with the infinite light... It doesn't apply at all the term of making a shape because it's above shape, it's above time. If it's above, it's above space. This experience of infinite light, which everyone experiences at their own level, nonetheless Rav Nosen says. Nevertheless, since a person is in the stage and and the attitude the situation of the ma'kev, the bouncing back, like we mentioned earlier, because of that bouncing back itself, and it is a constriction, because it's not allowing you to continue further, and thus being nullified in the infinite light, which we don't want to happen. So since there's a bounce preventing this from happening, the light, this infinite light, which one has experienced, begins to take a type of a constriction and a shape a little bit, he says, though. Because it goes against the definition of this light, but because you bounce back from it, that itself creates a type of a tzim tzum, a constriction. Ad, yesh koach lemata, shefa mamash. To the extent that through this light beginning to take shape, this infinite light beginning to take shape due to accepting the maqeb the bounce backwards, which we said takes it is is re- represented in all types of situations in life where you have to step out there's one thing to step in, you can be all day in a Beit Midrash, all day davening all day in Dveikut, right? but that's not the goal, the goal is to be in and out, because Hashem wants you to continue to exist, if Hashem wanted you just to disappear and make you a soul so He would take you away, but that's what Hashem wants, Hashem wants you to be in a physical body with limitations, meaning you have to go to the washroom, you have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to drink you have to raise a family, you have to go to work you have to be in the mundanity of this world in order to continue to exist, this is done purposely by Hashem, so that a person can draw from the infinite light that he experiences when he's in, quote-unquote in, and then he brings it back out and draws sustenance and light from that experience to the rest of the world. Each person in his own world. Okay? So he says at this point, right, that through this, through accepting the Markiev, through this, it reaches a point where there now is the strength and ability to draw downwards this light, that it takes a shape in the format of abundance, literally, literal abundance, physical abundance and blessing and money. To the point where it's drawn from there, wealth and money. She's so telling us where the root of money and wealth comes from, at least from the holy side. Because when you see coming up, there's also money from the unholy side, impurity. Now Rav Nossan shows how all this is hinted to in a verse from Proverbs. Mishlei, chapter 14, verse 24. It says there, the crown of the scholars, of the wise men, is their wealth. You hear the verse? The crown of the wise men is their wealth. Look how Rav Nossan explains it. Because wealth is drawn from the concept of a crown. Atara is another term for Keter. Keter and Atara are synonymous in the Hebrew language. Of course there are differences because they are different letters. But they are the similar concept and idea. A crown and a crown. Atara is Oter, surrounding, and the Keter also is a crown. Okay? He says, the verse is reading and being explained as that wealth is drawn to the Chachamim in this verse from the atara chachamim o'shram the wealth of the, of the of the chachamim comes from their atara that's where Rav Nason is reading this verse the idea of a crown what is the crown like we said in lesson 24 the idea of the keter is the idea of settling structuring organizing and preventing the mind at the time that it's running to pursue the infinite light. When every Jew is having a high and he wants to go further and further and farther to have the brakes on, boom, stop. That they from heaven purposely prevent you from going further so you don't disappear. And that's the Keter. That's the secret of the Keter. And the wealth, he's saying, Reb Nossin, is drawn from that. He now explains better the verse. This is why the verse says specifically the crown of the sages, the crown of the scholars, specifically the scholars. Why? Because it's specifically these true sages who merit... At full capacity, we can say these levels of intellect of going up, Malchut, Yesod, and the and the Chokhma bin everything mentioned in the lesson, at full capacity, who touches this at full capacity? The true Chachamim, the true sages, okay? They, at the maximum level, for sure reach this. It's specifically them. Okay? Because they're called wise sages. Because the, their whole pursuit is to pursue awareness of God. That's why they're called Chachamin. are sages called wise because their wisdom is true wisdom, which is to understand and connect and perceive Hashem at greater and greater levels. That's why Torah study is so important. Because the goal of Torah study is to, in order to, to be known, to make known, and to be, become aware of Hashem's presence and existence on much, much higher and intimate and connected levels. That's the idea of the Chachamin, okay? And he says that's that these sages, being who they are and get dedicating their lives to what they've dedicated to, they're the essence of the true wisdom. To the extent where their mind, their intellect, is always running to perceive God at higher levels in order to connect to the infinite light. Specifically, those two sages, their wealth is drawn from the crown, the Ketev which is the bouncing back and the reorganization and the structuring of the mind. They merit that their wealth comes from that area. Because they draw the wealth from there. That's where their wealth comes from. From the Keter, like we said, which is the boundary, the bouncing back. That through accepting this bounce properly, that is in itself is the main rectification of the intellect, as we explained earlier in the previous paragraphs and sections. However, though, by others who are not necessarily sages, who may be even opposed to these sages and for sure are not connected to these sages and don't follow these sages. But by others, there are those whose wealth, who their, their wealth is drawn from the exchanged. Chambers from impurity, from the domain of the demons, like we mentioned in this Lesson 24. The exchange chambers is the realm of evil, the klipot, the evil husks. She'em <laughs> amshikhin, that they, unfortunately, the, the, the evil forces of the exchange chambers, are able at times to draw the bounty to them when people don't merit to do activate the rectifications mentioned in this Lesson properly which, like we said, is done by being happy and doing mitzvah performance, okay? Rav Nossin went into all of this to show us the spiritual root of wealth, where it fits in. Once he's explained it now, the next section will be how Rav Nossin ties this in to marriage with a woman and the connection between a woman and money itself.